Welcome to the I Don't Think So podcast with your host, Melanie Mitchell Epp, a successful author, speaker, mentor, and coach. Melanie is an expert in helping people leave behind the why me mentality to take control of their life. Not only is her story of victory inspiring, but she knows how to empower others to find victory in their own lives. Now, here is your host, author of I Don't Think So, and the creator of the I Don't Think So Bootcamp, Melanie Mitchell Epp. Hi, I'm Melanie Mitchell Epp, and I am so excited to have you join me today on this first episode of my podcast. I'm the author of a book titled I Don't Think So that I wrote because I'm passionate about helping people change their story. Now that might not seem like that big of a deal, but I've lived through some things in life that I don't think anyone should have to live through. And if telling my story can help someone else stop their pain, heal from their hurts and take control of their life, then I'm all in. I've also created a boot camp out of the book because I know that sometimes information alone is not enough to change us. If you're like me, you have many books on your bookshelf that if you just applied what was in them, life would look a whole lot different. But just because we read something doesn't mean it changes us. And so I know that we need motivation, inspiration, a place of focus and encouragement at times where we can hear someone speaking into our lives as we make change. So that's the why behind my eight session boot camp that I've created. I want to share with you part of my journey and how that's led me to using my story in whatever way I can to change lives. If you'd met me at 18, you probably would have met a girl most likely to succeed. I had excelled at school. Relationally, I was I got along with everyone. I was at the top of my class academically. I earned best all-round student awards. And there was really nothing that I didn't succeed in. I grew up in a loving family. We had lots of cousins and aunts and uncles and holiday time was always so special and I just saw myself growing up, leaving home, developing a career, getting married and having kids and raising them the same way I was raised. It was a good dream. I had no plans of getting a divorce. I never imagined that losing custody of my son would be something that was part of my story. I didn't anticipate basically destroying my life and yet it's exactly what I did. And at 18 years old, I walked into circumstances and situations and I responded to them in a way that allowed my life to be hijacked. Before long, I wasn't the one in charge anymore. And the pain that I walked through in that season was beyond comprehension. If you had told me when I was 18 what life would look like from age 20 to age 30, I would have asked for the exit. Show me the way out because I'm not going to do that. Nobody should have to go through that. Nobody's even wired to go through that. And as I lived through those years, I was desperate for someone to rescue me. 
if I told my story at that time, if I told someone what was going on in my life, it was always from a perspective of what was happening to me. First this happened and then that happened and then the next thing happened. And if you'd asked me what was going to come tomorrow, I'd say, I don't know, I'll just have to see what's going to happen because I lived so powerlessly and hopelessly. I really believed that life was beyond my control. Someone else was the author of my story and I just woke up every day to be handed a script and I had to respond or react accordingly. I didn't know how to change it. I wondered how these things could have happened to me and how they could keep on happening to me. The longer I lived in pain, the more hopeless I became. And I tried to change myself all the time because I blamed myself for what was happening. I would hope that me changing myself could make a difference, but eventually I would go back to feeling numb or hopeless. And I'd look at people around me and think, I don't really think anyone has it any better than I do. So why should I expect things to be different? My life continued to disintegrate and there came a time where things just couldn't go on the way that they were. I left my marriage and I went out of that into a two-year custody battle. I lost custody of my son when he was four years old. I had to look in his eyes and say, the judge said, you can't live with me anymore. And I watched his heart break right in front of me at the same time that my own heart was breaking. My sister came into the room and my son threw himself in her arms and he sobbed, Aunt Shell, the judge said, I have to go live with my dad. And he cried himself to sleep. The next day after he was gone, I didn't know how I was going to get through the next 10 minutes of life, much less get on with life. And yet that's what was expected of me. I lived for a long time in survival mode, just doing whatever it took to get by. And over time, I began to get my feet back under me, but I still lived in constant pain. Every morning when I woke up, and realized it was another day without my son, I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. It wasn't only my pain that I felt it was his and I was powerless to do anything about it. Then there was an unexpected turning point. One fall, a friend gave me a complimentary registration to a weekend workshop in another city. And I thought it would be about life skills, I didn't really have any high expectations of the event, but there was a couple of friends going and I was looking forward to a weekend away with them. And I thought, who knows, maybe I'll learn something. The instructor was a beautiful, gentle, older woman. She was really sincere in her desire to help women live better lives. She was understanding and by the second day, I was thoroughly enjoying the workshop. I was very skeptical because I had gone through so much pain in my life, but she had earned my trust and my heart was starting to open up. So in the afternoon session of the second day, she began talking about how some people feel about life. My heart leapt as I heard her begin to say things like, bad things have happened to you. 
you feel like you've been a target for abuse. Things never seem to go your way. Day after day, you wonder what might happen next. It was like she was talking straight to me, like I was the only one in the room. She described my inner world perfectly and I was excited thinking that somebody could understand me so well. As I'm thinking to myself, this is fantastic. She knows exactly how I feel. She's going to be able to help me with my pain. I was shocked when it was time for her to sympathize with me, or at least that's what I expected, or when I thought at least she would talk about how terrible the things were that had happened to me, or that she would recognize the injustice or accuse those who had done what they had done. That's not what happened. She began to talk about a way of thinking. And I was bewildered, wondering what kind of thinking did she mean? How could she relate the bad things that have happened to me with a way of thinking? What did a way of thinking have to do with it? Did she mean there were other ways of thinking? If it was a way of thinking and my mind was racing a thousand miles an hour as I tried to process it all. I don't know if you've ever experienced one of those situations, but you're trying to stay in the moment on the outside, but on the inside, you are frantically trying to figure everything out. That's what was going on in my head. And I was asking myself, what does she mean? Does she mean that not everyone thinks the way that I do? And if they don't, then does that mean I'm not thinking right? And if there is another way of thinking, what would that be? Because I honestly had no idea. She seemed to be saying that life wasn't happening to me and that I was responsible for my life and that I could have stopped some of the things from happening to me in the first place. That was a shock. And then to confirm it, she named this way of thinking. She called it a victim mentality. I'm sure if you could have seen the look on my face, it would have been one of complete shock. I had never imagined such a thing. I just always thought that everyone thought the way I did. And as I processed what she was saying, I recognized for the first time that I had a perspective through which I viewed life. It was my filter for everything. I believed with all my heart that life just happens to you. And as I realized there was another perspective, it was as if instead of sympathizing with me, she had reached across the table and removed a pair of colored glasses I had been wearing all my life but didn't know they were there. I saw my victim mentality for the first time. As shocking as it was, there was also incredible hope that I experienced at that moment because I thought, if my thinking is the problem, I can change my thinking. And powerlessness suddenly diminished in my life. I thought there's hope for me to change. I can change my thinking and then my life can change. The impossible was becoming possible even if I didn't know how to work it through yet. 
And I'm so thankful for that experience because it began the destruction of that victim mentality that had set me up for captivity early in my life. It was one of the greatest turning points in my life and I was never the same from that moment forward. I realized I had spent my entire life being a victim and I changed my mind as I reprocessed everything that I had believed. I realized that life wasn't just happening to me and I could actually participate in the process. I began to experience new words in my vocabulary like choices and consequences, desires and outcomes, control and decisions. Those words don't exist in the vocabulary of a person who thinks life is happening to them. They were foreign to me, but I realized that I had control. I realized I had choice and my world began to look entirely different. Often, when we find ourselves feeling powerless, we just wait for rescue. We hope someone's coming to rescue us, and that's what I had been doing up to that point. And what I didn't know was that if someone had rescued me, then I probably would have escaped the situation I was in and then just gone on to repeat the process over time because my perspective wouldn't have changed. My way of thinking wouldn't have changed. It's like when a child gets rescued from a bully on the playground. And I'm not saying they shouldn't get rescued, but I'm saying unless someone equips them to deal with the situation, then they're vulnerable to the same thing happening over and over again. It's just a matter of time until the bully gets them alone. That's what it's like when we have a victim mentality. If we don't get free from it, uh, we just will keep repeating the same pattern. Someone can rescue us, but we're just as vulnerable at the end of it and we're waiting for the next situation or person to take advantage of us. The next person to come along and write the script and hand it to us for us to respond to. When I had a victim mentality, my main way of thinking was, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? And all I knew to do with the pain was complain because at least for the moments I was complaining, I felt a little better. It didn't change anything. And I didn't know that I was contributing anything to what was happening. But once I recognized my way of thinking was inviting some of what happened, I was able to stop. I became different and so did my circumstances. I changed my story and that's why I'm so passionate about helping other people change their story. There's a song that says, if you're going through hell, keep on moving, face that fire, walk right through it. I've been through hell and I just kept on going until I got through it. I didn't know what else to do. But I really believe that when we've been through hell and we get through to the other side, we have a responsibility to reach back and help others who are where we once were. And it was that conviction that led me to writing, I don't think so. It wasn't a childhood dream to be an author. It was a conviction that I've lived through it and it's hell and I can't change what's happened for anyone, but I know how to help them stop the pain. 
I know I have answers they might not be finding anywhere else and I want people to have answers and not take years to figure it out the way I did. In my times of pain, I bought so many books where I read stories of people who had gone through similar things to me and I'd get to where they were describing their emotions and my heart was resonating with theirs and I would think, oh, they understand me. They know exactly what I'm going through. And I'd be so excited thinking they were going to have answers for me and show me how to stop my pain. And I'd turn the page and there would be nothing there. No tangible action, no way of change that I could relate to. And it was devastating. And it left me even more numb and powerless. So when I got through hell, when I got out of survival mode, when I began to function again, when I began to make life happen, that's when I began to think about and write, I don't think so. I wanted to create a practical guide that people could read and apply in their life just a day at a time and a step at a time. I wanted to give them tools that they could put to work right now to make a difference. And so that's what my book is about. And that's what my boot camp is about. It's about how I learned to overcome a victim mentality, how I learned to think about things differently, literally how I changed my life from the inside out. I tell people I didn't get free because I got a divorce or because someone rescued me. I'm not a victim anymore because I don't think so. Freedom came out of a change of mind. And so that's where the title for my book came from. I don't think so. If you're listening today and you're in pain or you think that's how I've lived. I've lived like life just happens to me. I want you to know that you don't have to be a victim either. If you won't think so the way I did, you can change your story too. I hope that what I've shared today has been meaningful to you. My podcast is a limited eight-part series. I'm going to continue to share my story and how I changed my mind and took back my life. Life's not happening to me anymore. I'm the one writing the story and that's what I want for you too. If you want more of what I have to share Join me for the next episode. I'm going to share three significant things that happened in my childhood that set me up to be a victim. I know you'll find it thought-provoking. And if you want to know more about what I have to offer, check out my website at melaniemitchellepp.com. I'm passionate about my story and helping others change their story, and I really hope you'll be a part of it. Thank you for listening and spending time with us today on the I Don't Think So podcast. If you receive value from this show, I encourage you to listen to all eight episodes and then share them with your friends. And if you're ready for change, I encourage you to take action now. Visit Melanie's website at melaniemitchellapp.com to order her book or to sign up and get instant access to the I Don't Think So boot camp so you can begin to change your story today. 